You're listening to the Naked and Known Podcast, where we want to break down the fear of imperfection and find true healing through the practice of vulnerability. Welcome to Naked and Known. I am Tia. And I'm Jocelyn. Thanks for joining us today. (laughs) So our topic for the day is female communication slash girl talk. (laughs) And um, yeah, girl talk slash the way girls don't talk like Mm -hmm. they should. (laughs) Don't say what they're actually thinking sometimes. Um, So we just wanted to kind of address that. And... Um, I'll just start with a quick story, just kind of giving an example. My mother-in-law came over for, I think it was Thanksgiving this year. I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. And she brought a tablecloth that was gold and sparkly. And (laughs) usually I like gold sparkly things, but this one wasn't quite my style. But anyways, I think she had brought it before for other events. And I said, oh, great. Okay. I don't think I'll need that one because I have some other tablecloths. And then she responded with, what? You don't like my tablecloth? And I said, no, I don't really. (laughs) (laughs) And it was crazy the reaction that I got out of her because I thought maybe she would be offended or you know, hurt by that yeah. because she liked the tablecloth. Right. But she actually said, oh my goodness, this is the first time you've ever told me the truth about what you think about something. Because I know she's she's probably picked on picked up on things that I haven't liked, but I've said I liked, like yeah. a present or something like that, um, that I haven't used or she hasn't seen me use. Um, it actually kind of opened up a new season for us, I think, mm-hmm. of being more direct and honest with each other. Um, but for years, I mean, I've been married for, what, almost eight years. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Yeah. But, you know. Do you just, feel like that brought you closer to her? Definitely. I think, and I think, like, conversation is much easier now. And just, yeah. not that it wasn't easy before, but um, I think it's just, like, I don't have any stress about it because I just know like I'm able to say what I really feel and think and she's gonna be able to accept that and and vice versa so yeah it's opened up a lot of communication so she's done that for you in return yeah I feel like Mm -hmm. she's always been a a little more honest maybe (laughs) with me but yeah I think and I think it goes both ways definitely like it's gotten better so yeah that's good So our first question is, why don't we say what we really think as women? And we have some ideas about this. So Tia, why don't you start us off with um, our first number under this? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we we, we don't like conflict. We don't. We don't want to stir the pot or um, Mm -hmm. make things uncomfortable. So we want to be nice to each other and agree on everything. So I think that's that's one of the things that. I feel like girls are more prone to deal with things in a nice um, way instead of being loud. And I don't know, just like talking about our husbands, like I feel like they they talk more about like their conflict with one another. Like, why is it not that every guy is like that, but I feel like it can be a little easier for them to say how they feel instead of us. It's like, I don't really like don't want to hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's totally like the culture. I don't know if every culture mm -hmm. is like that, Yeah, but just feeling like as 
women, we have to agree on things, which is just not like you can, you actually have healthier relationships when you disagree on things. Yeah. But I think you still feel like, well, I can't be close. It's almost like a codependent thing in some ways, yeah. maybe, which I didn't think about before. But, um, and I think women and men can struggle with codependence, but that can be like, that's a sign of like an unhealthy relationship when you feel right. like you can only, you have to agree on things. Yeah. Um, whereas in a healthy relationship, you should be able to disagree and still be close. Mm-hmm. Well, it only makes you stronger. Like with right. your mother-in-law, it's like that opened up a whole new level of your guys' relationship because it was like, oh, we're actually like being honest with one another, which mm-hmm. is really important. So another thing we thought of was being indirect versus direct. So yeah. what do you think about that? Just the language that we use is so different than men in a lot of ways. And it's the same I don't know, probably in any setting I've been in, if it's a meeting or just like a a social gathering. But if you really listen to the language that women use, it's always kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, it's made indirect by saying, well, I think maybe, you know, like all those kind of words that make it seem like less harsh. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like a little bit afraid to say what you really think, then if you use those words, it makes it softer, it feels like to for someone to receive. So I think that's one thing that just in our language alone, we don't say things directly. Even if it's not something that would be offensive, it's just like the way that we've learned to talk with each other. Right. Then that person, like if someone's not being direct and the other person is not really able to pick up on what they're saying or or mm-hmm. the analogies they're like throwing at them, <laughs> then I feel like that person's just, they're lost. And then you actually get more frustrated because you're like, how did they not get that? Right. You know? I, I tried to weave yeah. around the conversation. <laughs> Somehow. But thought it, it'd get through to them, but yeah. they weren't picking up what I was throwing down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but another thing we were thinking about was text conversations, mm. which is a really big one that that I wasn't thinking about. And then I'm like, oh my word. So many of our conversations are through texting. Mm-hmm. Recently, you and I like really started talking on the phone more. Yeah. Like, because our husbands, they talk on the phone all the time. Right. And it's like so many of our conversations, you can misread them, you know? And so I have to bring up the emojis. It's like, <laughs> it's like when- Thumbs up. <laughs> I, I I cannot stand the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> it is either saying like, like if you're saying, hey, uh, I'm going to, to do this today. Thumbs up emoji. Are you mad at me? Do you not have enough like <laughs> no time com- to no write? comments for you? Sounds good. <laughs> like I always, <laughs> I always want to make sure I'm like, that's great. Sounds good. You know, thumbs up emoji is like. points. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Uh, you annoyed me, but I don't, I, I, I can't say that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, if you have my number, don't send me a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm going to send you a bunch of those tomorrow just for fun. <laughs> That's so true though. Cause I mean, those things can be taken in completely different ways depending yeah. on the person. Right. And like, I do the same thing. Like I feel I even, and I've used texting in like a passive aggressive way too, totally, where I feel too. like, 
Well, I'm kind of not happy, but I'm not going to say it directly. So I'm just going to not use punctuation in this mm-hmm. comment. Or, <laughs> or you, I'm not going to spell out O-K-A-Y. I'm going to say okay. And that's all. Yes. <laughs> or like, fine. Maybe or sure. my husband will pick up on the fact that I'm mad now. <laughs> it's like, or you could just call or say, you know what I mean? So. Right. Especially like a deep conversation should never be through texting. Um, and I think it's just an easier way that I don't know if it's just not hearing the voice print or face-to-face, whatever. Texting is an easier way to get out of Mm -hmm. stuff. I know like I've had situations with like a previous boss or something and Robbie's like, no, you have to call them. Like you have Mm -hmm. to like deal with this. And I'm like, oh, it'd just be so much easier Mm -hmm. to just like do it this way because then you don't have to face them. But what it does is it actually grows you as a person like to deal with something mm-hmm. face-to-face or on the phone. So That's it's, so true. It's actually like a growing moment for mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, you know? it's like it's clear communication and it's just like good for interpersonal skills to be able to like have conversations, yeah. <laughs> like real conversations. Right. And yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like the next generation isn't, texting that much but I don't know what they're doing to communicate with each other Snapchatting is probably a big one we like to ask our babysitters what kind of things they use so we can like stay up on it yeah but um, what do they say I don't remember Snapchat might have been one of them but I can't remember what else she said Instagram is a big one now yeah she said like most of her posting would be like on Instagram not so you know Facebook isn't used as much I don't think no um and I can't I think there are other ones that I wasn't as familiar with that she said she maybe sometimes used but yeah <laughs> anyway that's all I know but you is know Facebook there's so many options too like yeah. even besides text messaging of communication where you don't actually have to speak with someone so right you know our perspective now is like if it's getting confusing or you know what Steve always says to me if it takes more than like two or three times back and forth to like have this conversation then you probably just need to pick up the phone because it's point it's actually a waste of time yeah as well you know Mm -hmm. to just try to try to figure things out and try to like sift through all the confusing things of text messaging instead of just picking up the phone and I think we've learned to appreciate it too now that we talk on the phone more it's Mm -hmm. like oh if we have a conflict with you know we're planning to get together but one of us can or whatever then picking up the phone is a lot easier to like communicate that and the reasons why and then to know like the other person's reaction and have them be able to express it if they want to instead of just feeling like I just like laid it on you well not gonna do this Mm -hmm. so deal with it and then there's not even as much of like a chance for response I feel like in texting I don't know yeah well there's no like like a true response. You can't hear the voice pattern or, yeah. you know, you can't hear. You can't pick up on cues. Um, so yeah, pick up the phone. Now, what are other reasons why women don't say what they really think or why don't we say what we really think? Well, I think because we're afraid. We're afraid mm-hmm. of how it's going to come out, um, how people are going to hear it or see it. Um, we could lose our friendships, all these like, crazy things that we create in our minds before we even have the conversation. Yeah. And I think part of it is like, we don't do it enough. Yeah. Like the culture thing. It's like, if we have this culture where no one's really saying what they think, right. Then 
it's awkward for someone to kind of start that new trend Mm -hmm. because people don't know how to take it. Um, And you would hope that it would just be reciprocated if it was someone close to you. But if someone's not used to that or if they're, you know, a different Enneagram number, who knows, you know, what their personality or or how they kind of cope with conflict. Yeah. I mean, it, it just may be, may be hard to get other people on board with that and actually build a culture. Like, how do you even start that? I don't know. That's true. It's kind of well, hard. Well, and I think that's kind of our point is to to build that kind of accountability and community where you're where it becomes normal. Mm-hmm. So, in your group of friends or family or whatever, to to help create that. And like, even in my own family, I mean, we're pretty open and honest, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a good time to like grow, even as an adult, like being married now. You know, my siblings have spouses too. And it's it's very healthy to say like, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, it's super hard to deal with, like with everybody's families and everything. Mm. Like that's first example I thought of because it does cause a lot of conflict like during those times of the year mm-hmm. where it's nothing about that side of the family. Well, it could be in people's <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> but for example, like it, you know, it's not always that way. It's just really hard. Mm-hmm. So you have to be honest, like, I just, we can't do that this year. I think that's a great example. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, a lot of times we kind of want to avoid those conflicts, totally. but you can't really. And, and in some, to some degree, people are just going to have to accept, you know, your final decision on that yeah. stuff. But right. um, trying to, avoid the conflict mm-hmm. is not going to help anything or not going to solve any of yeah. the problems. And sometimes when you do communicate about that stuff, you can come up with a solution that works for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, a couple of weeks ago, my parents were going to come into town for one of Robbie's shows. You know, the week before they had all this stuff going on. And I just called my mom. I was like, hey, are you guys coming? You know, and just because I wanted to know how many rooms are in here, right? Whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And she was like, your dad and I, we're just exhausted. And I was mm-hmm. like, that was so refreshing to me that she was, she just told me like, no, we're, we're just not because we don't want to be there or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just like this time in our life, this week is just overwhelming. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, mom, I would much rather you like tell me how you're doing than come here and be exhausted and like come out of guilt, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's so good. Even in those moments, like maybe you're having like a conflict with a family or friend but it's like just telling people where you're at this has been a really hard week and I know I've gone to small group a few times and it's like I just don't want to be here I'm Mm -hmm. exhausted I'm emotionally drained I have nothing to give and I think if you just say that it is so good to just express that because then everyone's like oh okay you're not just Mm -hmm. being rude or something Mm -hmm. like that it's like oh what's what's their problem totally but I think just communicating that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being vulnerable, communicating your own needs is all part Mm -hmm. of that, I think. And like not trying to just please those around you or be, I don't know. I had a similar thing Mm -hmm. last night when um, like I had the opportunity to hang out with a friend and I just was like, I'm so tired. Like this week has been crazy. And I think it's hard to even say that. I mean, I'm an introvert, so I 
just need my space sometimes and want to just be by myself if I've been around people. But it's like, I don't want my friend to feel like, oh, it's so much energy for for me to be with her. Right. But I mean, she was super understanding, but it was kind of like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, but I also like have to just be honest about this and push through because I know that I'm going to be like miserable if I'm trying to like even have a conversation. I'm just so exhausted and I just want to go to bed, you know, or read my book or whatever. Um, So I think that's I totally think that's all part of it because a lot of times we just don't want to offend somebody. So Mm -hmm. we do things that we don't even want to do or can't do because we're just so, you know, exhausted. And it doesn't reflect to me, you know, at least with this relationship, like it doesn't reflect how I feel about this friend. Like I would absolutely love to spend a whole evening with her and talk and, and hang out and whatever. But it just was like, at this point, I just can't tonight, you know? Yeah. You had nothing left to give. Yeah. And that is more important to have that like self-care and self-awareness. I would rather somebody tell me that than like get to someone's house and they're like, just a zombie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, why am why am I here? You know? Right. So And I good. think giving sometimes like giving the reason helps too. Yes. Like sometimes I do feel like I've been maybe offended by people like not coming to things or or being too busy or or you know, not available or whatever. But if I understood maybe their reasoning, Mm -hmm. I think that really helps like open communication. Well, what are your needs? What are you feeling? Because that's all part of a relationship. Um, But being honest about that helps me to understand and not feel offended, you know? So just like being open and sharing where you're at, like you said. Do you ever feel like, um, like when I was a kid, I felt like I had to make up like white lies all the time, like little (laughs) lies, like, oh, I'm, I'm sick or... I had a family mm. thing or totally. I, oh, actually, that was like when I was older, not a kid. Well, okay. <laughs> I've been doing that my People whole life. still do that. <laughs> but I don't know what changed in me. Like Robbie and I have this thing where we just, we want to tell people what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. I, I can honestly say there's very minimal times where I'm like, I, I make up like a little lie just mm-hmm. to get out of something because it's almost that small thing like a, a white light, it's really not a big deal in the scheme of big lies. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's a good practice. Mm-hmm. Actually, it starts to like, in a way, work that muscle of like, oh, for the, <laughs> you know, uh, project like the big, or ma- <laughs> <laughs> Steve Blazer. He's totally that. gonna give that. <laughs> Working that muscle. Okay. Whatever muscle. (laughs) (laughs) What is the muscle? Which muscle? Bump it up. Bump bump it up. Okay. Um. (sighs) All right. Okay. So practicing the little things of Mm -hmm. not doing a white lie, not like not making up, you know, that um, I'm sick and just say, we're just, we're spent this week. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to come to small group. No, we're not going to go out to dinner, whatever, because we just need a night in with each other. So I think it's just good to practice those things because in the harder things to talk about in life that you feel shame in or it's hard to be vulnerable in, it helps you. It helps mm-hmm. you talk about that stuff. That's, totally. It's helped us actually talk about that stuff. Yeah. And I think one thing 
<clears throat> that I was going to mention later, but this actually fits, is that if you don't always say yes, like I think that's what I had learned. What, like you said, at some point you just learned, no, I'm just going to like tell the truth about where I'm at. Yeah. And I think at some point I learned that too. I think I was like married already probably. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. that long ago. I just started realizing it's okay to say no. And I should mm-hmm. say no sometimes. And I think what knows communicate to people like sure people might be offended but also that's kind of their own Mm -hmm. thing to deal with like if you if you don't have something in you and they're mad about it that you can't give more then it's like that's kind of their thing to deal with or if they're offended or they feel like you're not a good friend anymore whatever I mean that's a bigger conversation but um to be able to say no means that you're yes is going to mean more Mm -hmm. because people will know like she doesn't just say yes to everything she doesn't just say she likes every you know do you like this shirt (laughs) oh yeah it's cute you know that's it's like even those kind of things where you're like no I believe that she's gonna be honest with me about what she thinks about things and whether she wants to be somewhere Mm-hmm. She's not just coming to please me or because I'm going to be mad if she doesn't come. She's going to come because she wants to be there. Yeah. So I love that. That's yeah. really good. Steve probably taught me that, but <laughs> well, you <laughs> know, most things go from him. When we first met you guys, you guys helped us create boundaries with our families. So, I mean, that was like the first time mm. that I actually Don't like, be mad at me. Learn what Andrews. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> Andrews and Saganics. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. It wasn't personal. It wasn't personal. <laughs> no, but you know, it was really good. It was hard at first, like creating mm-hmm. those boundaries, but it's also, it makes your relationship better with your spouse. So yeah, why else do we not say what we actually think? This is our last point for this. Just, I think it's just that it's too much effort. It's almost oh, like- yeah. Because probably because we want to avoid conflict Mm -hmm. that we feel like, well, it might just be easier to just find a different friend instead of have to address this, um, having to address this because it's it's uncomfortable, you know, to have to have conflict and to have confrontation or to stuff it. You know, it's like, I'll just deal with this inside and totally not talk about. So, yeah. And I think that's so true. (laughs) That kind of like reminds me just. That even even though we think that we can put something aside, we don't really care that much and kind of, oh, yeah, I, I let go of that. Like letting yeah. go. I hate that term because it's like, oh, I'm just going to oh, let yeah. it go. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> but Sing anyways. It, <laughs> anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you don't just let things go. <laughs> Same with Elsa in the movie, if you remember. Oh, she's such a You've good example for so many things. I have, I know. And I have boys, but they still <laughs> like it. So, hold up. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think those things don't just go away. They go somewhere. And a lot of for a lot of people, they go inside of you yeah. and they come out in different ways. So one thing would be, Maybe being passive aggressive. Yes. Which is, you can talk about that. I don't like (laughs) passive aggressive. Not fun at all. Uh -uh. Not fun to be around. Everyone is. Everyone, Everyone is passive aggressive because they're bottling pain, like we're talking about, and they don't know how to express it because, like we're talking about, we it's awkward. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It causes way more pain than... just say it Mm -hmm. just say what you mean Mm -hmm. 
Totally agree. <laughs> agree. Period. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said about passive aggressive. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> also, bitterness from actually just stuffing your true feelings and not letting them out. I mean, I think everyone probably knows someone who just carries bitterness from their past, maybe their childhood, maybe a bad experience, maybe mm-hmm. in your friendship they have bitterness, but and it comes out in different ways, different yeah. comments that you're like, did they mean that yeah. in this other way? You know? Right. So I think that's a big one. And it it does really poison you if you carry that around with you. It's just like it keeps you from really healthy and open relationships. If you're keeping a laundry list in your mind of all the wrongs that someone's doing, you need to let it out. Like mm-hmm. that is just, you're going to get an ulcer because mm-hmm. <laughs> stress. <laughs> you're going to get stressed out <laughs> and you're going to explode. At mm-hmm. some point that happened in my head, I've I've had a like a, a list of things somebody's mm. done like wronged me. And because of being a one, like, I'm all about justice and making things like hear me roar because mm-hmm. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like mad about this, mm-hmm. you know? So um, like Robbie being a seven, he he gets upset with people, but he has such a like positive perspective about that person. Well, they're probably dealing mm-hmm. with this, this, and this. Sure. And so you and I were just talking about this, like how I get offended for him, you know, if somebody wrongs him or me, whatever. And then I'm like, this is so unjust. Like, mm-hmm. I want I can't let this go because I feel like that person needs to know that they were wrong and, like, they shouldn't talk that way. Just dealing with that kind of stuff differently, mm-hmm. being based on, like, who you are. Um, so Robbie and I had the same situation happen with the same person. And then, like, we, we responded very differently, mm. you know. So I think it has a lot to do with your— I mean, your perspective yeah. of yeah. the situation too and like how it affects you. So it can also come out in gossip, I would say, yeah. and acting differently to someone's face than you would behind their back or saying different things. And I think, I mean, women are notorious for this, I will say. I mean, <laughs> us included, yeah. just sometimes it's easier to sound off to somebody else instead of just facing that person and saying how you feel and we'll kind of talk about what to do with those feelings and and there are better and worse ways to kind of go about it but Mm -hmm. gossip really isn't the answer and it honestly doesn't help that much like it doesn't solve the problem it might make you feel better just to like get it out sometimes but what do you feel like doesn't take it away right but I think it's good what is the difference between gossip and like Going to somebody and being like, I have this situation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to talk through it because you yourself might be in the wrong. So mm-hmm. it's like, but you could say totally. a lot of horrible things about that person or yeah. whatever. So I totally, yeah, I totally see what you're saying. And I think, well, first of all, <laughs> just being in regular counseling helps because I literally, <laughs> true. if I ever have like a feeling about anything, I just, I usually go to her and I'm like, can you help me like work through this? What am I supposed to say? And she'll actually yeah. like really help me process like, this is what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. This is totally valid. And like, you should share this thing. And this maybe isn't like as helpful. Um, that's been really helpful. But I also think like spouses can be helpful for that because I don't feel like I usually go to Steve because I want to like 
hurt somebody else or spread rumors about him or like, (laughs) you know, your best friend. It might be helpful to have that conversation. And I think it's just like your intent Mm -hmm. basically with that. If you're just kind of like bad mouthing someone because you're like, I have to get this out. It's probably not that helpful. But like you're saying, if you're kind of doing some self-reflection in it too and thinking, you know, I may have things I need to work on and I need some some perspective on this like outside perspective then I think that's different Mm -hmm. I don't know I think you know when you're gossiping you do I mean when I gossip I (laughs) I, I'll admit it when I do I feel icky Mm -hmm. like I feel my my stomach like hurts like Mm -hmm. I'm like I just I walked away from that conversation feeling like I just did a crime Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how I yeah, feel. I totally get that feeling. It's almost like, I think what I walk away from those conversations asking is, was that necessary? Right. And when I say, when I realized that wasn't necessary, mm-hmm. I just kind of like wanted to say that. Yep. Then I know that it wasn't coming mm-hmm. from a pure place. Well, and I think that conviction is, it's the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit saying, hey, you know. Totally. shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You know, but the Lord's so good. He, <laughs> He forgives us. But okay. do better next time. Yeah, no. do <laughs> just kidding. Don't do it. <laughs> um, Gossip girl. <laughs> I got into that show for a little while. Did you? I yeah, never I watched did. that That's show. Is it good? It's You're like, good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Is it literally about gossip? Uh, That's kind of the. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> You shouldn't watch okay. it. It's not, it's not like clear. soul, <laughs> soul fulfilling. It's like, you feel icky inside after that too. You feel like you've been gossiping yeah, the whole time. Totally. Um. So what do we do to take steps towards healthier relationships? Um, instead of, you know, stuffing things or ignoring things or the other unhealthy things that we've talked about, what, what can we do to have more fulfilling relationships and and just like more honest and vulnerable like we've been talking about one of the things that we were talking about was looking inward and like what things kind of trigger us so we have um this pastor at our church was telling us about how when you have somebody in your life that's causing you to feel anxious or angry or frustrated or whatever it's actually something in you that's that's happening it's not you could project it and be like that person is being this way um, I don't, I don't want to be around them, but he was telling us like, it's so good to look inside and be like, well, well, why, are, why do you feel that way when you're around that person? And so all you can control is yourself. You are 100% mm-hmm. in charge of you. So we, we were both like, wow, that's really good knowledge of like, if somebody upsets me, it's like, why, like, why are they upsetting me? What is mm-hmm. it that they're doing you know, that's triggering this thing in me. And so I think it's really important to look inward and um, mm. kind of figure out what it is and what's like the root of that. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. Instead of just reacting to whatever that thing is that's bothering you. And it's like, sometimes it is easier be- when a lot of people maybe feel the same way about somebody yeah. where you're like, see, we all feel this. It's this person's issue. And they may. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, they do have issues to work through. Totally. We all do. But why specifically is this affecting me the way that it is? And mm-hmm. what, you know, do I feel like insecure around this person? Am I feeling hurt? Do I actually want to be 
closer to this person. And it's like, you know, or do, do I feel like protective of, you know, someone that I love or yeah. whatever it is that is triggered. Like you're, you were saying like with the justice thing for you, if yeah. you like see someone being hurt, you might be like jumping to their, right. you know, Rescue. to save them. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. what is it in you that's like reacting to this and then kind of, but a lot of times it is something, some kind of like insecurity or some fear in you that's coming out Yeah, that you're like, you, you just don't, you're not, liking what you're seeing most, with that person most of the time that's what he was saying was like most of the time it's actually something that's in you that's like I need to work on like mm-hmm. and you're like I don't like that 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 person is making me feel this way because mm-hmm. then I have to deal with this I have to deal with this totally. like anger that's arising so I don't know it's instead of reacting towards that person like right away and saying things or being annoyed um, and that's hard to do. That's not your first reaction is mm-hmm. to be like, oh, that person just said something really mean. What's wrong with me? You know, <laughs> it's like, and no, must they were, be a me problem. Right? <laughs> that's not what you do at first. No. So I think it's good even taking, taking yourself mm-hmm. out of the situation. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but like giving yourself some time to almost like debrief, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. And I think one red flag for those things too, when you need to really look at yourself is when you have like an intense reaction where you're like so angry, so fast or whatever it is that you're, it's just like really extreme Mm -hmm. and you go there really quickly. It's like something hit a nerve with you. And like, it's probably worth digging a little deeper into before you go address that person and and get into a conversation with them about what's wrong and what, you know, what they did to you or whatever. Like you probably need to talk to yourself first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting really defensive is probably one of my, if you see me get defensive, it's <laughs> something's going on. Something, something hit you. <laughs> something's cooking. <laughs> so another um, question, just having steps to a healthier relationship is just wondering when you're thinking about, should I talk to this person? Is this something, you know, is this worth a conversation? I think um, just considering kind of like what will, what would you share if you did and how would you share it? And if it's like really, like we said, getting to the root of what you're actually feeling or, you know, cause sometimes I could get mad at something that's so, such like a surfacey kind of thing of like, why did that person do this? You know, and I'm trying to think of an example, but, um, but really what it is, is like, I feel hurt or I feel like not prioritized by a friend or something like that. But instead I'm picking on something that's kind of like more superfluous and that's like kind of their business, not my business, but I'm picking on it because I'm actually hurt by something like underneath it all. Mm -hmm. And it comes out on the surface. So when you're considering a conversation, another question to ask yourself is, will this be beneficial? Because you, you know, once. Once it's said, it's said. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. I feel like I've had a lot of conversations with people um, and it's like, that didn't, I don't feel any better. I feel mm-hmm. like there's not a weight lifted. It's, there's a weight added. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I've felt like. I've actually needed to work on. So I think, again, it's that digging digging a little deeper. Yeah, I think being prayerful is something too mm-hmm. that we didn't necessarily mention. But the way to really 
even dig deeper in yourself <laughs> is to really ask God what what's going on in me because I think he he knows those things that we've kind of like covered with a million layers mm-hmm. um, of other things that we've tried you know we've tried to bury with other things to like protect ourselves but um, he can help us get to the root so that we can realize is this something that is really like worth that conversation and worth bringing up to this person or is this something that I just need to kind of deal with on my own or process and and kind Mm of be okay with or is it something like that is interpersonal that could be helpful and you might get closer if you share your true feelings about it um but yeah not just jumping into a conversation before you've done those those things I think if it's something that's like really repetitive in that person Mm -hmm. and you're like you just keep seeing a pattern. I think it's very important to to bring that up to somebody. Or if like someone is just always negative, always looking at life like Eeyore. That's what mm-hmm. I, I call sad people Eeyores. <laughs> it's good. And I always have <laughs> a good mental picture. <laughs> if it's true though. <laughs> but like, I think if it's, it's a, you know, somebody says something silly or whatever you don't always have to approach them but if it keeps happening it's like Mm -hmm. okay there's a pattern here that probably needs to get squashed and it's good to be accountable and just just take them aside never do it in shame that's for sure yeah but I think especially if it's like an ongoing friendship that you have with them Mm -hmm. and it is something that it's like you keep getting triggered in this certain way or there's something underneath it, you know, or yeah, like you said, if you see something in them that you're like, this is not really like a healthy pattern and I'm like concerned about it. Yeah. But I think too, it is important to like do that work of kind of differentiating between like, this might be my opinion of your lifestyle, which might be, you may have different lifestyle choices than me and that's not necessarily wrong not like you know <laughs> you're gonna get, I don't know you're what's like your, you're, your into, you're into drugs now or whatever and like it's just your choice like yeah that's a whole other level <laughs> that's like oh we got it you're like dealing with addictive behaviors it's probably something to call up but yeah all that to say you know people can have different different things that they maybe feel are a priority to spend their money on or that kind of thing. And I can't really dictate that or what's better for them. But at the same time, I want to get to the root of like, these are my feelings about it. If you, you know, if you're willing to spend money on this other thing, but not to meet up with me for dinner or drink or whatever, you know, then I'm like, wait a second that, you know, but that's coming from, I want to be closer to you. And I, I want our relationship to grow. So I want to spend time with you or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So that's just like an example um, of how that could play out. But some things you're just going to disagree on and that's okay. And that, like we said before, should be expected in relationships. And that's a healthy part of relationships. So yeah. but that doesn't mean that you don't bring up the way that you maybe feel about something no. because it can shed light on things mm-hmm. that maybe someone hasn't thought of before. Well, yeah, your expectations of like, your expectations of a friendship is one way and then theirs is another. Their lifestyle is different. And I, I don't think it's wrong to say like, hey, I've, I kind of expect this out of our friendship. And the other person's like, I don't. So, mm-hmm. you know. like, Right. No, but it's just, yeah, opening communication for mm-hmm. those things. And hopefully, you know, you would hope if you're being open and honest that that would be reciprocated in a, in a friendship. Yeah. Um. 
So in, yeah, in the good things and in, in the hard things, but you had mentioned kind of like calling out things that look like a pattern and may not be like a healthy pattern for somebody. And also I think it's important to have these conversations just because we can also encourage each other mm-hmm. by things that we see. Um, it doesn't always have to be like this negative conflict, but I think just being open about and honest about the things that we see that are good too. That's like a way to build up oh, the yeah. people that we're in community with. And you may like, you may walk into a room and wonder what people thought, think about you or whatever. Mm-hmm. We were kind of talking about that before, but um it would be much be- a much healthier community if you just knew what people thought of you because they tell you regularly. Yeah. You know, they tell you if they see a problem or they tell you if they see something really good and they encourage that in you. And I think that's what a healthy community should look like. You shouldn't be wondering. Right. You know. And I feel like you can read a room pretty easily. Mm. It's like you can pick up on who's upset, who feels uncomfortable. Totally. Like I'm with you. Sensing. Oh my gosh. And the other day I was at the gym and there was some tension or whatever. And I was like, so-and-so is upset about so-and-so. And <laughs> everyone was like, CrossFit no, drama. They're, <laughs> they're fine. And I'm like, no. And then, yeah. Sure enough. But yeah. I feel like, I'm like, oh wow, I can... Like, I can sense this. There's something there. Like, for example, you know, we don't we don't encourage each other enough. Like, if we mm-hmm. see something we like in someone, it instantly is jealousy. It's mm. like, oh, I, I wish I had that blouse or I wish I was going on vacation or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And I find myself, like, saying little things under my breath, you know, because deep down, that person is, like— they're traveling or doing something really cool. And I'm like, I, I wish I was doing that. You know, I can't, it's like, I can't be happy for somebody. And mm. that's, that's not right either. So I don't know. I just think it's really important to point out things that we see in one another. That's mm-hmm. really beautiful. And that's good. There, mm-hmm. there are good things. Like Robbie was watching <laughs> Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Oh, and um I love him. You know, <laughs> and he was like watching this um they were making a cello and Mr. Rogers is like, isn't it a good thing that or isn't it neat to watch somebody create something? And it's like we look at society and we're like, oh, that person's an amazing musician or I don't know, videographer or whatever. They do mm-hmm. something so cool. And and it's just instant envy. You know, it's not like, wow, that's really good, you know, and you do a really good job at that. I think we just need to do a better Mm -hmm. job at encouraging one another in our gifts and and be happy for one another that we're actually like doing what God has created us to do. Mm. So that's really good. Love it. Any final thoughts? Just be honest. Be direct. (laughs) (laughs) Be a good friend. But I think... I really do think that our culture of women and community can change if we, you know, if we start practicing this and actually are honest with each other. I think we'll have healthier, deeper relationships. Yeah. And that's really what we want. Yeah. Girl power. Girl power. (laughs) Girl unite. (laughs) Women. Women unite. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and click subscribe.